What is up, party people? Welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here for day 298. It's so close you could almost lick it if you wanted to. 300 days just around the corner, but today... 298 days of Bible reading. If you're joining us for the first time, make sure you stop here. Go back to day number one and start from the start so that the Bible builds on itself every single day because that is what it does. Hey, I am so pumped to have you with me today. Let's talk about what scriptures we're going to be reading. As always, they're in the descriptions on every platform. Psalm 119, verse 97 to 104. 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1 to 22. And Jeremiah, chapter 51, verse 15 to, chapter, uh, to verse 64. So uh, have a look at those today. Make sure you get into those scriptures because it's good to do that. Hey, today we are having some new brews. Let's get into it. Continuing on with our Acme trend, we have Acme coffee. But the difference is today, look, we're almost at 300 days. We have tried an unbelievably large amount of coffee. And I'm surprised at how much coffee there still is in New Zealand to try, let alone internationally. But for the next little season of time, we're going to try and find the best decaf because, mate, your boy, he drinks too much coffee and I need to chill out. I need to relax on the coffee. So we're going to have a look and try and find the best decaf coffee. And we're going to start with, I can't think of a better place to start, at my favorite cafe in Wellington, New Zealand at the time of recording. That's a lot to preface. It is Acme. It is Prefab's coffee. And we have their decaf coffee right here. We're going to try it and we're going to see if there are Uh, Any massive differences in the decaf ranges, we're going to be visiting a whole bunch of our favorite places to get their decaf bean. Today, though, let's try this and see what it tastes like as a decaf coffee, our prefab Acme coffee as decaf. Cheers. Okay. Now, I'm going to be honest, I've I've got a bit of a bias against decaf coffee because I feel like, isn't coffee the caffeine? Apparently not. This is okay. This is nice. This is a good start. I, I, I really don't have much to to, to gauge a, a, it against. I don't drink decaf coffee, so I don't actually know if this is any good or not. Do I personally like it? I do personally like it. I'm going to give this, because I have nothing else to compare it to, and it is the first one, 10 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably, it's, probably not, it's probably not fair to anybody else or to these guys. But I like it. It's good. I would drink this as a decaf coffee. So our quest for decaf. Our Daily Brew quest for decaf, let us begin right here with a good Acme coffee. How good? Very good. That's it for the brews today. Uh, Please don't abandon ship as we go for a good decaf because you probably drink too much coffee too if you're doing a Bible in a year plan with uh, a new coffee every single day. Let's get into the Bible though, the reason that we are here for today. The reality is without God, life actually just makes no sense. For generations, the question of What's the meaning of life and why are we here has plagued mankind. But the answer is that we're here by God and for God. The awesome thing is, is that as we read God's word, we become more cognizant of this reality and we become stirred in in an awesome holy awe and wonder. Not only this, we become more aware of what the wrong paths are in life, helping us avoid pain. In verse 103 of our psalm today, it says, How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Man, this is an awesome place to get to in our Bible reading when actually the Word of God becomes this really sweet and enjoyable experience for us. I pray that as you go on this journey and have gone on this journey, that this is becoming your reality too. That the more that we enjoy the Word of God, the more that it would taste sweet like honey to us and the more that we would want it too. 
The more that we want it, the more that we get it. And the more we're less likely to go down any evil path that would come our way. Hey, the question today that we find in Timothy is how do we proclaim the gospel more and greater, like Paul prompts Timothy to do? Well, today, I want to have a look at some really practical advice that comes through our scripture in 2 Timothy today around how we can proclaim the gospel to more and more people. The first thing we need to do is all of us need to pick up the charge that each one of us has been given. God entrusts all of us with gifts and with talents. And I pray that you would be someone who would take personal responsibility and embraces what God has for you as well. Then we see that Paul says we should preach the word. Now, this is not about getting a soapbox and preaching on the street corner. This is about for all of us saying, God, what do you want me to say in this moment today, in this conversation, in this moment of time? It's about us leaning into God's word and then being ready to share it with those who are around us. Paul then encourages Timothy to be prepared both in and out of season. Now, this is a charge that for all of us to be ready in, in and out of season, to encourage, to share, to pray for people, even when we're not feeling like it. I'm going to be honest, there are some days where I wake up and I'm so lethargic around being prepared. But for all of us, we need to embrace this reality of being prepared in and out of season so that we can be on the front foot to share the gospel with those around us. What does this actually mean? Well, I reckon it means that we should all be on duty and be on guard and be ready for when God wants us to move. Paul then encourages Timothy to speak the truth. I want to encourage you today, don't let the truth get watered down by preference. Never change your content to what you think is going to offend less people. Share the word of God in its truth and in its fullness with love and with kindness, but without apology. And finally, what we see Paul say is that he encourages him to keep on going, to do the work that's been assigned to him. All of us have to embrace the hard work of the gospel. It's not always easy. It's not always popular, fun, or attractive, but it's good. And it's what the world needs to needs if they're going to live in the fullness of Christ for them. It's what we need too. It's, it's hard work, but every hard thing is good. It, it, every good thing is hard is what I should say. Not every hard thing is good. Okay, let, let, me, let me clarify that. Every good thing that we enter into in life requires hard work. So I want to encourage us to be the hands and feet of Jesus, not just turning up on a Sunday and ticking the box and then living a life of sin, but to actually embrace the hard work of life change and the hard work of living on the narrow road. It is hard, but Jesus is coming back. So work hard with what God has entrusted you with. You can't do it all, but you can do all that God has asked of you. Remember that you're not powerless when you're filled with the Holy Spirit as well. Sometimes it feels like there are powers that rage against God and his people that are so much more powerful than any of us. And this is exactly what Jeremiah and the people of his day were facing. Babylon represented this massive challenge to the Israelites. In this time of difficulty, Jeremiah never changed his message. He kept on declaring the word of God all the way to the end of his life. I want to be someone like that too. I want to be someone who's willing to put the word of God out there up until the very end. Jeremiah's last words were, These are the words, uh, the words of Jeremiah end here. Those are the last words in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah's book, the last words, are the the reality of what Jeremiah's mission was. And it was to bring the word of God to a people who did not want to hear it. He stood when others bowed and he fought when others rolled over. I'm inspired by this final charge to the people of God. He says in verse 61, he says, see that you read all these words aloud. 
he wanted the words that God had given him to be read aloud for generations, for the message to keep on going. That sounds like the heart of a prophet. Three, two, verse one. of the day. Verse of the day today, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 22 says, The Lord be with your spirit, grace be with you. These will be the last words that Paul writes in the chronological flow of the uh, letters that he writes. Dwell in the Spirit of God and may His grace be with you. I love the Apostle Paul. He's great. He's a great and perfect man who did the very best with what he had. His focus was on the people of God and ensuring that they had everything that they needed for what God had called them to as well. I want to be like that. Do you? And that is it for the Daily Brew today, day 298 of 365 days. Thank you so much for joining me, no matter where you are around the world. Thank you for joining me. I'm praying for you, as always, that God would speak to you and reveal more of himself to you, about you, through these scriptures as you read them. But that is it for today. Come back tomorrow for more brews. We're going to be trying this, uh, what's it called, decaf as a Chemex tomorrow. So make sure you don't miss that. And I'm excited to go on the hunt for the world's best decaf that you can buy here in New Zealand. That is it for today. Have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of Decaf Daily Brew. Ooh, that's quite good. We should call it that.